the Periot character? I think it's uh, uh, Piero or Piero. Oh, Piero. That sounds much more Italian than what I said. and everyone beyond the binary welcome to episode 28 of the cheeky podcast oh yeah oh my gosh so many so many i hope i hope someone's listened to all of them that'd be pretty cool <laughs> one of us will have <laughs> one of us will have. <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know i'm tom and with me here is ian say hello ian hello <laughs> <laughs> we are two graduates from a circus school in Melbourne, Australia called NICA, and we both specialized in clown among other things. This podcast is a simple way for us to laugh, learn, and share our love of clowning with you all. Very nice. This episode we are doing the first of a small series um, where we discuss the types of clown. This episode we are talking about white face clown. Mm. I'll be honest with you, Tom, I was pretty nervous about <laughs> delving into this because even among, like, when you research it, it like, lots of things conflict or things overlap. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, if I was nervous, I can see why any regular person would also be like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a little bit like one of those things, you'll know it when you see it, you're like, oh, that they're doing whiteface, but like you won't, you can't, it's hard to explain. I think the term whiteface is also just misleading because technically any clown who puts whiteface makeup yes. on yeah. is a whiteface clown. Yeah. But uh, not in the definition sense that we are going for for this episode. Mm. And also, our aim is to try and really make things clear. So we'll try to start with a proper definition. Also, we will have all of our sources in the description if you're at all confused or need clarification or want to do your own research. Yeah, and I reckon I'll definitely do up a little um, graph of some kind or a little uh, pie chart. No, not a pie chart. What is that? A Venn diagram? A Venn diagram um, of, or just some sort of like visual explanation. So find visual explanations much more useful. Hmm. Ah, I also, as a, before we start, I wonder one other opening statements that even Clownopedia did not have a page just for whiteface clown. Isn't that just... Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> and also, actually, another opening thing was um, I was really surprised how few Google results were there were. When you look up just whiteface clown, there was a lot of... Mm. Um, Pinterest links actually mm. up the top, <laughs> the top 10. There's actually three Pinterest links and even more on the second page. I was like, what? Is, yeah. Is this I, Pinterest? I definitely yeah. had to go into the second pe- page as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, strap yourselves in and you're about to learn a little bit about Whiteface Clown. Oh, yeah. I suppose a definition of Whiteface then, hey? White face. So I think the white face that we are going to explain here is the classic European style of white face. Would you agree with that, Tom? 
I think I would. And um, to be clear to everyone, there's like, I found this, I, I hadn't realized this before, but I found this kind of, there's three types of white face, where there's like the straight white face, the European white face, and the grotesque white face. Yeah. Um, so we'll be mainly focusing on European today, I think. Hmm. I found the... So yeah, there was one website called Clown Antics, and when you looked up Whiteface Clown, again, it broke Whiteface down like yeah into three. Mm. It also included mine, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, true. So the classic European Whiteface is a very like straight man character. Like he's kind of wants to be taken seriously. They're dressed up very nicely, like very glitzy. Mm. They often have like a cone dunce head sort of cap. And um, they kind of are often paired with an august clown, which we'll get mm. into another episode. Mm. But basically the idea of this pairing is to create a contrast. One clown is very serious and like wants to be sophisticated and nice, while the august clown wants to be silly. Mm. Um, you won't find as often nowadays the white cone on their head but in lots of uh, older pieces it's it's it was very it used to be very common occurrence or at least i should say in you know in quotations contemporary or theater clown you if, if you recognize a white face character it's not as structured and regimented as that like it, they won't necessarily have the cone and all of that stuff Mm, yeah, it's not necessarily a defining feature of the character. Mm. As much as, say, their personality or maybe the elegance yeah. of the costume. Yeah. So it's said that the first classic European clown, the guy who did this sort of sophisticated style, was a man called Joseph Grimaldi, who performed in the late 1700s to the early 1800s. And we won't dive too much into him, but we will possibly do an episode on Grimaldi for a highlighted histories to give mm. him the proper attention that he needs. He seems like a very fascinating man. So I think I, I think I read somewhere that Grimaldi, or what I interpreted was Grimaldi kind of developed this, uh, this the first use of paint on the face, like white paint with like colored bits and the very... Like, like colorful costume and that sort of thing um but that is more that kind of costume and like the style of character i think is more associated with august like he did it first and then i think clowns adapted the white fa the, the paint and the costume into the different sort of characters that we see today right so people took um some elements of grimaldi's costumes like the white face Mm. Like, the, like the literal white face makeup mm. carried that over without carrying over the sophisticated style of character yeah one thing that I read for the classic European style of climbing the straight man is that it was I can't exactly tell which one came first but I think it was heavily based on the and I'm not going to say this right the Periot character I think it's uh, uh, Piero or Piero. Oh, Piero. That sounds much more Italian than what I said. 
And Piero is a stock character in Commedia dell'arte, which is like 17th century uh, like Italian theater, who basically like mm. has the same characters, a bit like The Simpsons, for example, uh, who mm. interact with each other in certain, with a certain formula to their characters, and they create new stories around it. So the character Piero was is basically dressed very similar to the classic European with like the wide face, the cone on the head sometimes, but also like um, kind of big baggy clothing, even like a sort of like a one piece kind of. Mm. If you mm. compare Google image results, they'd be often very similar. Mm. Yeah, fully. And what's interesting is that like it's like Grimaldi was in a thing called a Harlequinade, which is very similar to a uh to commedia dell'arte it's derived off of that but um the harlequinade is kind of defined by its its use of clown and it's and the characters are slightly different and the way that they react with each other are slightly different and the clown character is also quite different in commedia dell'arte there isn't actually a clown character i can't remember what it was but the character that turned into the clown was like basically a peasant and wouldn't ne- get into nearly as much mischief as the clown character ended up doing in Harlequinades. So is Harlequinades a different theatre type to Commedia dell'arte? Yeah, so um, it's a derived, it, it's like derived off of Commedia dell'arte and evolved from that, but I think they're considered quite like separate entities right wow mm. so the harlequinese also had a clown type character that was similar to Perio or Perro, or not really no so uh, P- piero was still in the harlequinades and then there was additionally this clown character so then piero and the clown were like whiteface and august oh wow oh cool yeah yeah and that's what Joseph Grimaldi began as. Yeah, he began as as the clown character. Yeah. Wow. So not the Piero character. No, not the Piero character. I don't oh. think... I'm pretty sure he was the um, clown character. Uh, one famous classic European-style whiteface and august partnership is uh, two gentlemen known as Abbott and Costello, mm. if you'd like to look them up. Mm. Also a little bit extra. So the Harlequinade is considered, and Commedia dell'arte are both considered pantomimes, which means that there is usually quite a lot of singing in them, singing and dancing. But apparently due to um, the, I think at the time can't quite remember but there was a lot of french performers that couldn't perform in france because theaters were closing down and so they went to england to perform but because they couldn't speak english they didn't speak and so that's how the kind of silent character began in england wow i did not know that pantomime included with pantomime means it included singing and dancing yeah i didn't realize either i i was really surprised so around the time that Grimaldi was developing this clown character, Jean-Baptiste Gaspard de Bureau 
um, reinvented Piero as um, a very silent character and very expressive character. And this man, Jean-Baptiste Gaspard Devereux, is considered the father of mime. So the same way that the classic European star climb was based off Piero, also mime was based off the Piero character as well. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. That's so cool. A famous white face clown you can dive into deeper as well for the listeners if you're interested was a man called Francesco Caroli. Car- Francesco Caroli. Again, I don't know how to pronounce these. <laughs> and he started out uh, in a, as a circus family and he included clown into an equestrian act. So he performed mm. clowning as, in, as a part of um, a horse act with his brothers. That's cool. Do you know when about he was alive? He was alive from 1922 to May 2004. So actually he was um, oh, quite, a rough, quite recent. Quite recent, yeah. Oh, cool. But he did all of the big European circuses. He did Circus Kinney, Circus Crone, as well as um, he became the director of Circus Roncalli. Oh, that's very cool. I don't think we explicitly said this, but um, I'm going to now, like, European whiteface and most other whitefaces generally um, hold the highest status uh, among all the clowns. So, like, they'll always be bossing the other clowns around, as opposed to Auguste, who's probably the lowest status and he'll always be bossed around but often makes mistakes or likes to challenge authority but never actually you know is the authority <laughs> that's a very nice note i'm glad you're able to include that mm. and um status is really interesting because that's a great cue for performance style mm. you know, like when you immediately hear high status you do think of nice clothing Mm. more uptight more sorry more upright stance more mm. very like pleased with themselves mm. kind of demeanor while yeah the low status of the august clown or the tramp clown um, the the status definitely sort of organizes the dynamic of what the act is how the act is going to be or the dynamic of the partnerships between mm. things this is going into more discussion now Great. It's so funny because now I don't really know how to, like, what words I should use when describing the clown type. It's like, do I have to say classic European white face clown every time now? Yeah. Or can right. I say traditional white face? But again, that could just be mistaken Is that, for anyone who yeah. works in a big top. Like, mm. I can see. 100% happy people get confused and don't even... <laughs> don't, 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 yeah, don't. fully. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, I mean, definitely for the for all of our listeners out there, we'll have to sp- say when we're referring to different ones, like whether we're referring to straight or European. It makes me definitely realise um, it's 100% the style of plan that Jeff used to use as the trio between yeah. him and Nelson. Like he would be like the classic European straight man character. Mm. 
and then one of you guys would be August and one of you would be Contra August. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Maybe Nelson was always August and I was always Contra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> Another word people use to describe the classic European like sophisticated clown, there was one website that described that as the sad clown. And I didn't really like that. But Yeah. But I really don't like that description of sad clown. I think sad clown is almost a performance st- preference, like a performance mm. style rather mm. than a category of clown in itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you there. And like, it's really interesting because, like, I almost, like, I almost argued that, you know, oh, you know, there's Tramp Clown or Hobo Clown, that, and that I would say that they're inherently sad, but I don't think that they have to be either. Like, they, they can be quite happy, sad clowns. <laughs> <laughs> it's like misfortune befalls them. Yeah, but I think, I remember one other definition, this is going away from whiteface now, mm-hmm. but... It said that like tramp, I think it might have been like either tramp or hobo clowns were happy despite their bad luck. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good way of doing it. But then their like situation is sad. Like when, yeah. But it, yeah, you know, we, then we start going, oh god, what have we done? <laughs> 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 what have we, we got ourselves into trying to categorize this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But definitely for me researching this did clarify did clarify things Mm. yeah absolutely it's definitely i've definitely got a more overall view of what you know whiteface is like or at least european whiteface is and like clown in general to be honest I, i ended up doing a lot of side research into what like clown like how clown came about and where all of that sort of stuff happened but it becomes really fascinating I thought it was often yeah. bizarre that the August clown sort of starts to fall under the category of whiteface, even though shouldn't it just be a category in its own? It should never become under the guise of... It should never fall under the umbrella of whiteface. Yeah. Um, unless it is just to clarify that this clown some can sometimes have a white face, literally. I think... I think that's what people get confused with because they're like, oh, they, the clown itself has like puts on white face makeup, like white makeup, then often with colors and stuff. And then therefore is a white face clown. Whereas we think of a white face clown as this classic European or, you know, straight or whatever clown. It's like the separate, they're, they're not to be mixed because they're quite different personalities. Yeah. Maybe we should um, start clarifying, maybe we should invent our own dialogue around it. Like, you know, maybe the European whiteface can be the um, professional character or something, you know? Like, base it around the character of the person rather than what they look like. Yeah, like the sophisticated, professional, yeah. sophisticated. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I quite like that, actually. Because then that kind of takes away what they look like. It sort of yeah. more describes their performance style. Yeah. But I suppose then there is the two categories of the performance style and what they look like. Yeah, very true. <laughs> because because the hobo and the clown is categorized by how they look. Um, mm. 
despite mm. what their acts are. Yeah, I would say, yeah. It's very interesting, all of this. Like, I would almost, personally, like, I would say that what you look like now, almost, unless you're in, like, a traditional circus, like, what you look like as a clown now almost doesn't matter at all. It's how how you perform the character. Mm, yeah, that's very true. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to rate us on iTunes and also leave a review. Uh, let us know if you kind of understand now what European white faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we hope you. Um, I hope you you've left this podcast with actually a bit of a clearer definition of one of the types of clown. There are, are many, and hopefully yeah. our aim is to clarify them and uh, teach you a little bit about each one. Mm. I definitely feel like I learned something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I learned so much. Follow us on Facebook. We post things from week to week. We are Cheeky Productions on there. And feel free to contact us if you have any suggestions. Is it time for a joke of the day? I think it might be. I don't have one. I you? don't have one either. Damn it. <laughs> this is kind of a good one. All right, I'm ready. I threw a boomerang th- a few years ago. I now live in constant fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. That's, that's great. <laughs> uh, this is the Cheeky Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Ian. I'm Tom. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stop. Stop the recording. Uh, Oh, no, don't delete it. Jesus Christ.